The Bible Study Podcast, episode 470. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Proverbs with chapter 9. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We're personifying wisdom again today and also folly, and we begin this way in chapter 9. Wisdom has built her house. She has set up its seven pillars. She has prepared her meat and mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her servants, and she calls from the highest points of the city. Let all who are simple come to my house. To those who have no sense, she says, Come, eat my food, and drink the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways, and you will live. Walk in the way of insight." And so again, we get the personification here of wisdom, as we talked about last week, calling out, calling out an invitation, an invitation for something that sounds pretty nice here. We've got this house, it's built on seven pillars, and that reminds me of the man, the wise man who built his house on the rock while the foolish man built his house on the sand. Some work went into building a house on seven pillars. Some work goes into the obtaining of wisdom. Not just the attaining of knowledge, remember. Wisdom is more about the decisions we make than it is the things that we know. I don't know if I've mentioned this show. I probably have since we've been doing this a long, long time now. My grandfather is always somebody I think of when I think of wisdom. He was not necessarily a knowledgeable man in the earthly sense of the terms. He was not well-educated. He had a sixth-grade education before he went to work as a cowboy during the last roundup in Colorado, for instance. But he had good horse sense. He knew horses, he knew cattle, and he knew people. And so I think of wisdom when I think of him. He's somebody you love to sit with and hear the stories. And he's someone who I think, even to this day, I'd like to be like that guy. I think of my father the same way. Now, my father is more educated, has a master's degree. But again, there's that wisdom. There's that strain of, are you making good decisions in terms of how you treat people, for instance? And this invitation from wisdom looks great. This meat is on the table. She's mixed her wine. She's set her tables. She's sent out their servants. It's great. And it looks terrific. It's an inviting. And wisdom should be inviting. If we think about people who are wise, we should think, I want to emulate them. I want to do like they do. Look how they prosper because they are wise in their decisions. And it goes on and says, whoever corrects a mocker invites insults. Whoever rebukes the wicked incurs abuse. Do not rebuke mockers or they will hate you. Rebuke the wise and they will love you. Instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. Now, that sounds a little backwards. If you're correcting a mocker, that's somebody who needs corrections. And he's saying all you're going to get from that is insults. You're talking about correcting someone who is being foolish, and they won't value it. But to the wise person, correction is an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity for growth. So rebuke the wise, and they will love you. Now, how do we respond when we are corrected? Do we get all huffy? Do we get all full of pride because I can't possibly be wrong? If you can't possibly be wrong, you are quite possibly unteachable and therefore not wise. Right? We should respond with, I may or may not be wrong. Let's look at this. You don't have to necessarily assume that everybody who corrects you is correct. But the wise person is open to the possibility 
that they may be wrong and values correction because it is by correction that we avoid mistakes. It is by correction that we learn more still. Instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We may have heard that before in this book. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For through wisdom your days will be many and years will be added to your life. If you are wise, your wisdom will reward you. If you are a mocker, you alone will suffer. It's interesting here that mocker, the second time it's come up in this chapter, is put in the category of foolish, in the category of unwise. Now, I would have to say that I have a sarcastic streak, and so there's a bit of a mocker in me. So what does Solomon mean by a mocker? It's somebody who is looking to tear down, right? It's somebody who is looking to, especially publicly, mock someone. And usually we tear people down. Usually we push other people down so that we can try and raise ourselves up. And that is the behavior here, I think, that Solomon is talking about that he's saying is unwise. And you alone will suffer. You're not going to make a lot of friends by being a mocker. And so it has its own reward, but that reward is not good. And then all of this is contrasted here in the ending of this chapter with Folly. Folly is an unruly woman. She is simple and knows nothing. She sits at the door of her house on a seat at the highest point in the city, calling out to those who pass by, who go straight on their way. Let all who are simple come to my house. To those who have no sense, she says, stolen water is sweet. Food eaten in secret is delicious. But little do they know that the dead are there, that her guests are deep in the realm of the dead. Well, that is pretty darn creepy here. But it's saying there are other voices calling out to us besides the voice of wisdom. And the voices here are voices that are talking about maybe a shortcut from the path that we're on. Right again, we've got this sense here in Proverbs of a path, that our life is a path that is heading in a direction. And that direction should be a direction towards God. So she's calling out to those who are straight on their path and saying, come to my house. Stolen water, sweet, food eaten in secret is delicious. Stolen water, food eaten in secret is saying, take some shortcuts. You know, there must be an easier way than that hard work that you're thinking about. What if we just take what somebody else has? What if we just take a few shortcuts? That straight way that you're going on, that can't be the fastest way. Come here, come to my house. But it's saying it's a house of the dead. Her guests are deep in the realm of the dead. This is not the house you want to go to. This is not going to get a very good rating on TripAdvisor at this rate. Because those shortcuts that Folly is arguing out that we should make aren't good in the long term. And that is part of what wisdom is about is looking at the long term. What do I do today in light of where I want to go? What do I do today in light of where God wants me to go? Not what do I do today because it's easy. What do I do today because it meets my desires today? Wisdom is looking over that hill and looking over that horizon, looking at a path and looking at a direction. And folly is saying, take some shortcuts. Everybody does. Everybody does that. But folly is not taking us in the direction that is good for us, 
not taking us in the direction we really want to want to go at least. With that, I pray that this week we will listen to that voice of wisdom and we will ignore that voice of folly. I did want to put out an invitation if you happen to be in the area of Cupertino, California, this Sunday, which is Sunday, September 11, 2016. I will be preaching at my home church, which is Bethel Lutheran Church in Cupertino, California, at both the early service, which is traditional, and the late service, which is contemporary. I'd love to have you come and join me. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Pinterest, or Instagram as Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Has fear stolen your peace? I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, helping you fight your fears and grow your faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.